It's that time. It's time for the best damn marketing podcast on the planet. Whether you want to sell more products, more services, get more customers, or just make more money. This is where you need to be. Coming to you straight from the trenches and reaching across the globe. It's the High Response Marketing Podcast. Featuring the postcard pioneer himself, Bob Ross. Today we've got a a special guest. His name is Daniel Wright. He is in Ottawa, Canada. This is our first first Canadian on the show, which is great. I'm very excited to talk with him. He's been posting in the Facebook group. Uh, for those of you that aren't aware of the Facebook group, it's the uh, it's in, under my elite membership. It's a private group of, of all of us marketers that are doing similar stuff, uh, print, direct mail related. But Daniel uh, just completed at least three cards. He may have four. I'll ask him, but I know he's done three. And uh, he's, he sold, he sold the first two in seven days, all face to face, seven days. And he's been, he's even been raising his price apparently too. So I'm, which he's getting a really great price to begin with. So I'm, I'm very interested in hearing what, uh, what he's, what kind of advice and experiences he's got because he's been filling these cards up very, very fast extremely fast so he's he's there's something that he's going to be able to share that's going to benefit everyone i've also posted this in the facebook group which i'm going to start doing more often to where you can ask questions and i will bring them up live in in during the interview so i'm going to get daniel on the phone right now hello daniel jake (laughs) how are you Great. How are you? Oh, that's great. Good, good, good. You're in Ottawa, huh? I am. I'm the English guy in Canada. Oh, oh, okay. I was going to say, that's not a Canadian accent. <laughs> no, it certainly isn't. <laughs> but but I've been here since 96, so 20 years. Ah, I, I love Ottawa. I haven't been there in 10 years, but I used to go all the time. I wanted to yeah, move. A, I wanted to move there. Yeah, it's a really nice city, actually. Yeah. Yeah. What brought you, what brought you over? Uh, to Canada. To Canada. Yeah. Well, my, my wife used to live here as a child for about five years. Their whole family emigrated. and uh, But her mum and dad didn't want to stay. And so she went back with them, of course. But then when I met her, she was still coming on holiday here to see her relatives. And we visited. I, when I went with her, I kind of had an affinity and liked it. And at uh, some point in, in time in, in Britain, we weren't happy where we were living and we weren't sure where to go. And then, you know, thought, well, why don't we give Canada a try? Wow. And that was it. So we just turned up here and <laughs> just started, came with a suitcase and $600 and a couple of business ideas and um, boom, off the races. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Do and you she still... didn't come with me until I got started. Oh, so she... I'm not coming until you got something going. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you feel at home now? I mean, you've been there for 20 years, I guess now. Yeah, we do. I mean, I don't think you ever really leave home completely. There's still there's still a connection there. That's a big change, yeah. It is, but yeah, we've really enjoyed living in Canada. Awesome. Uh, I mean, there are, there are things about England that we really enjoy, and you know, when we go back. But you always look at it through rose-colored glasses, anyway. When sure. you go back, and reality is, it's not like that anymore, anyway. So yeah, right. Uh, we we do we we do nicely here. It's a nice it's a nice place to live. That's great. Do you live right in uh, the? Because I want to say that in your in your Facebook post, you mentioned that you didn't have very good luck working in the city. Was that the city of Ottawa that you had trouble? So, 
yeah so initially i we moved we have we used to live out in the sticks in the bush in near a small town um we we have lived in ottawa in the suburbs before um but we we just like not quite a year ago maybe nine months ago we moved literally downtown ottawa which we love um right in the middle of you know the 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 city and the restaurants and parliament buildings and all the rest of it but so i when i first decided to try out the nine by twelve i i tried it in a really in a in a part of the city right downtown and i just think it, it just didn't it just didn't resonate with them as well as it might have done. They were too stuck on, you know, digital and all the rest of it. And, and of course, I understand the, the, both ways. But I just, it, it was, I mean, I could have got there in the end, but I'm not one for trying to push something on somebody that they either don't understand or aren't interested in. So I have, and I hadn't mentioned this to you before, so you, you may or may not want to bring this in. But I when I first came to Canada... Have I still got you? I'm just not yeah, sure. I've got no, I'm all, yeah, okay, all good. Yep. Okay. So when I first came to Canada, uh, I used to sell, when I was in Britain, I used to sell an advertising directory sort of in, com- in com- competition with the Yellow Pages. And that was my idea when I came to Canada. But what I found was all the small towns had about four or five competitive telephone directories. So I thought, well, there's no way I'm going to try and um, you know, stack myself against these guys. So right. I decided to do a very simple product, which was like a nine by 12, but different, um, similar size, not slightly different, but similar size. But it basically what it was, it was a listing of, you know, all the different types of businesses in town with emergency and useful numbers at the top. It was on a cardstock again, but I used to laminate it. And on the flip side, it had a calendar, you know, a 12-month calendar, a place where people could write some um, some phone numbers and then little display ads, only maybe an inch by an inch wide, wrapped all the way around it. And, I, and this was only ever meant to be a stepping stone, but I ended up doing that till <clears throat> from 96, really until 2009. So I was just jotting some numbers down. Wow. I, I used to do about 30 town, towns a year probably averaged about 30 spots and i did it for around 15 years so that's a 13,500 ads wow that I sold. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so um i don't know if that's good or bad for you i audience. think that's good i think that's a great uh well uh i'm interested in why you why you got out of it yeah I, I'll, I'll let me come back to that in a second sure but i think also good for the audience i had about 30 towns going in southern ontario we moved up to Ottawa because we, we, when we first started in Canada, we, we, we um, started in southern Ontario and we were there for about three years and we decided to move up to Ottawa. So I had to rebuild my business from scratch, but I didn't want to lose all the areas that I'd already created. So I got a salesperson working for me. It was He was a third one of three that I tried. Quiet, uh, gentle person, very kind, never sold a thing in his life. And I just simply showed him, uh, explained to him how the script worked, um, what to do and how to get the order. And he, he didn't sell as on a higher, as higher conversion rate as me did, as I did, but he did pretty close. So the point I'm trying to make here is that this really isn't, you, you, as you know, 
you, you don't have to be a superstar salesman to make this work. No. In fact, the, the less you, you know about sales, often the better. Yeah, sure. Definitely. I mean, there are, yeah, I mean, there are, some, there are some things that you should do without question that I, I think are you know, 101. But uh, aside from that, as long as someone's taught those things, then they, should, they shouldn't be too difficult to go. Because my whole, my whole thinking of the, the same way with the 9 by 12 is, uh, is it's a very small presentation. Let the card do a lot of the talking. And, um, and it's, it's really simple. It's not, it's not a difficult sale. The more you, yeah, the more you make it complex, it's just over. It's really a very simple product, right? Yeah. So to come back to your question, why did I stop? I think that was your question. The reason I stopped was the the product I had was starting to uh, fade in interest in in you know in the minds and and the hearts. Well, not the hearts because they they ended up doing business with me because they liked me because I was I'd been there so many years. You know, I've kept going that's back understandable, right? Right. Yeah. So a lot of business, a lot of people would do business because it's me coming around. Didn't like saying no. Um, but the reality was, you know, the internet was really coming to the fore. My product was like the yellow pages. It was a bit of a dinosaur. And so I got into digital marketing, did that. And and I'm still in it six, seven years, had a fairly, you know, I've I've done fairly well, hundred thousand plus per year, you know, every single year, nothing spectacular. I struggled a little bit with technology and, and I didn't have the the in-house people always outsourced and there's difficulties with that. Anyway, um, recently I took my foot completely off the gas and was trying to re- trying to build something completely sort of still in a digital marketing space, but something that I wasn't familiar with. Uh, and over six months of spending money and time whilst I was doing that and then in the end decided not to do it whilst I was doing all that. As it happens, you know, and it happens cyclically or or periodically, it always happens. You lose business, but it always seems to happen in in bunches. And I lost probably more business than I've ever lost in one chunk. And about two thirds of my recurring income just disappeared. So I, you know, I was looking to generate some money quickly uh, and a reasonable amount of, of money fairly fast. Um, I tried a couple of things. They weren't just coming together as quickly as I'd liked. And I toyed with the idea in the past with the 9 by 12 And then I think I bought one of your products. Uh, what was it? It was, a, you know, one of the $17 ones or something. Um, How long ago? Thought, when, when, when was that, that you first picked up one of, one of my stuff? I originally, I think, I'm trying to remember. I think I'd looked at it a while, you know, maybe a few a year, a few years ago, and then didn't do anything with it. And then I bought another product off you uh, that kind of reinvigorated my interest. And then I bought some other stuff from you, some templates and different things like that. I spent about a week putting it all together, getting a, a, a printer to print me some samples so that I had something to go around with. And I tried, you know, I had some fancy presentations and all the rest of it. Um, and then in the end, it was just my old presentation that I used, exactly the same presentation, almost exactly the same presentation <laughs> that I used for, you know, for the last 15 nearly years Right. that I, I went back to with, with, you know, with some modifications because it's a slightly different, obviously it's a different product. This, this fits because it's not, you know, it, it, this is, um, it is not, um, 
it doesn't matter about the internet. It's kind of it's kind of protected. Definitely, <laughs> that's what is- scares me about all digital marketing is that you you're at the mercy of the internet, which changes yeah. dramatically. Exactly, and and you know that's been probably probably one of my difficulties is is keeping up with all the technology and all the rest of the stuff. So um, I'm still in it, and I'm but I'm changing sort of direction on how, how I approach that. So the nine by twelve was a great way for me to generate some income, and as I posted in the Facebook group, you know, just as as way of some inspiration for those that may may want or need it. Uh, you know, I shared how long, how many days it took me to sell, how many presentations I did, because I, that's what I always used to do. When I, whenever I was selling, every single card I ever ever did, I always noted how many demonstrations I did or presentations, and how many of those ended up in sales. And I would tally it up at the end of the month and at the end of the year, and because it always gave me then confidence on the times when things weren't going well, because invariably you'll get a a day when you know you do 17 presentations and nobody buys or now and again you hit a town and just nobody seems to bite you do it three days nothing happens and so you know i those were always useful and valuable statistics that i had at the back of my um you know in my uh back pocket type of thing so that you know you can lean on those and they can give you uh, confidence it always goes in streaks you you had brought that up before everything always goes. it's never it, it, I always say it's just like flipping a, a coin. It you can't flip a quarter ten times and expect it to come up heads five times. It's, it, it may come up eight times heads. It may come up two times heads. It's only after you do so much quantity that it starts to even out. But it it, it will just everything will happen in streaks. Yeah, exactly. And, and someone and I, I, who's I, someone who's just starting out, you don't know what kind of streak they're going to run into. So they may no, run exactly. into a bad one and may be totally discouraged when really they they just had to push a little bit more and they would have gotten into that next streak exactly yeah. uh, and just one other point that just comes to my mind um i i haven't done any repeats on on the nine by twelve yet um i hadn't decided how long i would leave it before i did a repeat with the with the towns that i used to do um it was once a year and i probably got about i'm guessing I'm trying to remember because I, I don't have the numbers anymore. I threw everything away, but I think it was it was it was at least fifty percent. And my feeling is, if you get at least fifty percent repeat business, there's always plenty of other business in town that hasn't done business with you before, or even if they have, they've forgotten and they'll come back on, which is bizarre, but it's true. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> and fifty percent is what is generally what I find across the board. Of a recurring yeah. rate, yeah. You can't really expect more than that. Uh, no. That's just an absurdly high. You know, that would be a real, real anomaly. But fifty percent is is pretty typical. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I guess. And I and I don't sell it with any idea of any particular response rate either, because otherwise, I think you're just setting yourself up for failure. That's a great, great point to bring up. Uh, it is. You can if you start promising the world. I mean, they're going to expect that, and that's going to be the standard. And that that will that will just uh that will sink your ship right away yeah exactly do uh and i want to bring up what you had written in in the facebook group i also asked in the facebook group uh for questions so we'll get to those in a little bit too there's some people that want to bring up questions but i i see your, your post that you made in october uh 
you said that you went out to the to big city, not a great response. Most of them were negative. That you could have done it, you just didn't want to put that put the effort into that. Uh, you went to a small town, did a five thousand piece mailing. Yeah. And you sold fourteen spots in two and a half days. That's outstanding. Yeah, I think I did twenty three or twenty four presentations in those two and a half days. Sold fourteen spots. Now that was the first one I did, so I was looking to gain, get, gain confidence. So I, I I had it set at a slightly lower price. I don't, I think that's totally irrelevant, but you know it was just for me. That was me, right? To 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 get the confidence. So I started at a, at a lower price than I'm at now, but that's normal. Do um. I'm just reading. I mean, I still, I still got, I still got three hundred. Yeah, three hundred twenty dollars to get written. That's yeah. a, that's a great price. Yeah, the average was three twenty. Yeah, what definitely. I, put, I, I, yeah. I, I do recommend uh, people figure out a price that they're confident in. Yeah. Now, what is a price that you're confident? Now you're at four hundred, right? You're confident. Four hundred. So, so don't hit, people people say, "What should I price?" You know, "What should I charge?" I mean, you've got to. There's there's guidelines, but pick a price that you're con that you that you believe in, so that that confidence just just transfers over to the person you're talking to. Exactly. So I'm at four hundred, where I I'm comfortable with that number. That gives me on fourteen. It gives me around four thousand dollars profit because I got my printing down to almost nothing. Um, and at five thousand, I'm only paying Canada Post because we're in Canada, of course. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, around eight hundred dollars. Uh, my my graphic design, I pay I think two hundred and ten dollars for fourteen ads. So my costs are pretty low. So at four hundred dollars. For fourteen ads, gives me around four grand, which is sweet. I yeah, mean, definitely. Especially yeah. as as recurring business will come in, that will you know your your effort is going to decline. Exactly. I'd like to bring up too before I forget. Um, you mentioned how you keep track of how many presentations you do and how many sales you get out of it. The a huge mistake that I see people make all the time is. That they'll they'll count non presentation they'll count how many places they had to go to and that really skewers the the stats because you're not maybe you went to forty places but you only did five presentations you know it's it's so much more accurate when you look at how many presentations you made to sales rather than how many visits you made to sales yeah yeah I mean if if someone wants to to drill down to how many how many visits equal demonstrations or presentations that's fine but it's it's a lot of work and i never found it was necessary because what i found was in the small towns anyway you will find lots and lots of business owners right there working the business so it's not hard to to get in in front of somebody no right and especially if you do some kind of planning of the time the times and uh, you you also mentioned that you did this all face to face. Is that right? You you're hundred percent face to face. Hundred hundred percent. I honestly, I've looked at, the, I've watched the Facebook posts since I joined uh, your Facebook group, and I you know I see people looking to do emailing and then getting some interest and saying I'll I'll drop a card off for you and you know we can chat whatever. I, I just don't see the point in it because then you're going to be all over town. I'd rather just arrive where I'm going to be selling and just work you know, work the street. Yeah. Yeah. I wish everyone had that kind of mindset. It's but not go it's, out anyway, go out and just walk. Just do it. Say, right. Hey, you know, all I do is say, Hey, is the owner around? Uh, 
he either is or he isn't if he is if they you know sometimes the gatekeeper will say what's it about and i'll just say well it's, it's uh, you know we're doing a shared mailing into the town name and uh, it's been received really well by the different business owners here and uh, just wondered if he was around is he there and you know that's it that's all they do and they'll either go and get him and he'll arrive or they won't and if they won't well i'll i'll get his business name and maybe try again if i think it's a good call <laughs> Do you think have do you think having a, a uh, an English accent accent helps you? Well, I'd like to say, of course not. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they must love that when you come in, and you, you, they must love that. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. You know, I, I used to sell advertising in England too, so um, I, I don't recall it being being. It wasn't detrimental in England. I'm sure it wasn't an advantage. <laughs> do here's a here's a, an offbeat question. When you go back to England or you talk to your friends, do they do they say that you have a Canadian accent? Not really. No. I mean, I I have changed it slightly so that you people understand me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm looking in the Facebook group right now because I had mentioned that we're we're doing this interview and anyone who wants to ask some questions. Sure. Uh, Leo Leo Salgado asks, "What's his most common objections?" Um, most common objection? I'm trying to think. I think probably is, oh, I don't think this will work because it's print. Or oh, well, here's one I get quite a lot. It's too big. It won't fit in my mailbox. Wow. That I do get a lot. Okay. I'm, Canadian uh, mailboxes must be smaller than maybe yours. they are. Yeah. So all I do is I just say, well, the postman just kind of folded over without bending it, and it's very forgiving. Right. And we just move on from there. Right. Again, because that's not you don't make a big deal out of it. Yeah. Exactly. There are people definitely, especially people who are not are new to sales, that will th the entire conversation will turn into that how how they're going to get around that, and it, it just. It's 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 maybe a concern. You you handled it and you move on. That's it. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, aside from that, I think it's just whether or not whether or not they think direct mail into somebody's mailbox is going to be effective. And and really, it's just reiterating what I might already have said with in simply that um, you're getting almost hundred percent guaranteed exposure so all we're really doing is is your message is getting in front of the householder's hands and you know if there's something there that resonates he's going to pick up the card and act on it or he's going to keep it for a later date it's that simple but if you've got a good message something's going to happen in the in your positively at the end of the day you're going to be in in five thousand households and for the for the cost whether i've mentioned it at that point or not you know, if I haven't, I'll just say for the cost, it's, it really is a no-brainer because it's costing you pennies on the dollar. Yeah, it's outstanding. Uh, John Barry asks, is there a technique uh, he uses to identify good prospects? Uh, you know what? I, I think that comes with time. Uh, you can walk in sometimes and you can look at a person and you can know almost immediately this guy is going to buy. Or, or alternatively, you can look at somebody and, and you know you're gonna have a you know you're going to have a challenge, <laughs> right? But that um, can be dangerous the, too because if you can, start prejudging it, it like have that, to be true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. It, it can be dangerous, but I think that's just um, you know an inner knowledge from experience that comes together. You know, your yeah. subconscious brain when you can actually make those together. predictions, right? In the beginning, yeah. you you can be very misled, and Absolutely. I always I always. 
uh, I always myself, and I've always trained anyone under me to prejudge positively. You've got to think, okay, no, this is now going to be a chance. I'm going to challenge myself to get this guy. I, and if you yeah. start thinking negative, it it will often end negative. But yeah, yeah, and 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 I will qualify what I just said. When I, you know, if I have that feeling, this guy is one of those non-buyers. It doesn't mean say I'm not going to do my absolute best to sell him. Because I will still go through the presentation right. if he's interested in listening. Sometimes they're sometimes first impressions are weird because sometimes they're a totally different person than you first thought too. Sure, I found that absolutely. And and the other thing is in just coming back onto that question is that you can sometimes you just have a feeling about a business. You might not have even met the business owner, but it just looks like a good business that you'd like to do business with. And um, maybe you walk in the place and you ask for the business owner is not there and you get his card. I always pick up people's cards so that when I'm working in area, maybe the next day, I already know all the people that are going to be in because I've asked them when, when's, you know, Joe mm. owner going to be in next. Oh, he's going to be in tomorrow after, after, you know, whatever time. How 10 o'clock in the morning. Right. How much time do you spend, or what do you talk about when, you, when an owner's not there and you've got someone you're talking with? How much time do you spend? What do you do with that person? Oh, very little time. If, if, okay. All I'm really trying to find out is when, are the, when is the owner going to be in? If, if the owner's not going to be in or he's going to be very difficult to find, I may do a presentation to the person if there's somebody that's got some kind of um, clout or yeah, something yeah. like that within the company. I may, I, I have done that a few times. Um, and actually I, you know, one, I'll, t I'll say one thing about this card, which I didn't have with my old one. It's got a, it's got a very high callback rate. In other words, people that have said, that they haven't given me a decision because they need to speak to their business partner or one thing or another. I've had probably 50% of those that have said, yes, we'll go ahead. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Which I compared to your other, right. You didn't get yeah. that. It was more of just a, a, I'm getting out of this objection. Previously. Yeah. The old, yeah. The old card, you sold it there and then you very rarely got right. anything from callbacks. But the the nine by twelve, just, I guess it's sexier and it looks nicer. Right. And, yeah, <laughs> you did it. It is. Job. It's impressive. Yeah, it, it definitely really is. is. Um, Yvonne asks, how many businesses did he talk with the Philly card, and how does he open the conversation? Went over that, and I just want to mention too, you had you had written another post uh, in December. You said you did your third card, and and you only do that a few days a week, and, f and you filled your third card in four days, twenty eight presentations, fourteen sales. Correct. That's great. Yeah. Um, so I've done four cards in total now. Would you say that your closing rate presentation to sale is is right about fifty percent or more? It's around one in round one in two, one in two point five. I would guess. Is that including people who call back? So you're not always closing it right there, but they but. Eventually, they yeah, do. that that would that would include anything that is a that sale. Sells. That sells. I, mean, I don't care if they if they buy the next day. What would you? Because this is, a, I think, important for people who are just getting started. What would you say are the percentage of people that you that do not buy the first day? So out of the out of the people that you talk to, that you sell, how many of them? What percentage didn't buy the that first visit? Um, a, a much smaller percentage. So would you say so, so more than more less than half? Oh yeah. 
Okay, so way way less. The majority of people are buying there. And buying there. right then and there. Great. Yeah, yeah. How are you taking payment? Che- uh, deposit payment in full check. How do you? So, I I'm not as concerned as I know some of your and I know what you teach, but I'm not as concerned about that. I very rarely got burnt over the years. So here's my what I typically say at some point in the presentation is so. If I, you know, if we could provide you with an ad, uh, cost was agreeable and payable in such a way that suited you, uh, would you give it a whirl for this time around? That might be my closing. <laughs> yeah, that might be my close. So if they say, you know, whatever, and you know, how much does it cost? Then I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll give a, a sort of a um, elongated answer here. So if they ask me how much it costs at that point, obviously, I'm still not going to give them the cost if I haven't given them um, the what it would cost if they were doing it themselves. Yeah, that's really important. Definitely. Yes. They, they need so, something to compare that to, to, to decide whether it's a bargain or not. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll just simply say, so obviously, if you were to distribute 5000 with Canada Post, you're looking at around $1,000 right there. And then if you were printing, it's at least another $1,000, so you're $2,000 plus. So for this town card, it normally or regularly speaking, it's $550, but we're doing a intro, special introductory rate for this town, and it's only $397. And then I just shut up. Yeah, so, shut up. Right. That's a, yeah. a c- critical piece of advice right it, there. It, it really is. It, I just walk in the place and just say, you know, hey, I'm looking for the owner. Is the owner around? If it's the owner or whether it's regardless, I'll just say the reason I'm calling we're doing my name's Daniel. We're doing a, a shared mailing here in, um, you know, here in in Renfrew and um, shared in, in, a, in the sense that it's shared amongst other business owners. And it's going really well so far. It's been really subscribed to well. And just wondered if you had 30 seconds, I can roll it by you. Take a look, see what you think. I love the casualness to it. Yeah, that's uh, it. That's what, that's my introduction every single time. Yeah, you're not trying exactly to come that. in and be this. Uh, I always I use the analogy of like an English butler. You're not trying to be this stiff, you know, presentation corporate. It, it's you've got just have to be casual, simple, casual, not a big deal. Exactly. So what we've done by by using that kind of presentation is we've piqued their interest because other business owners are already interested in doing or already doing it and um it's a shared mailing and you know if you have 30 seconds that's it love it i I can let you know see what you think yvonne also asks how does he recover from rejection well you have to be more specific what what kind of rejection richard allison richard asked what does he say in emails to get them to sign up well you don't email right i don't never email i can't yeah i don't see the point Aftab in Australia says if he was starting today to fill up his first card of, of 14 businesses and had only one business each to speak to, which would those first 14 businesses be? So what would be the, if, if you had to pick certain businesses to go after right away, what would they be off the top okay, of so your head? Uh, all I do is I, I go into a town and I start wa- walking down the street um, I might start where it's, you know, the out. I might not start start downtown. In fact, I rarely start downtown. I'll start around town, which is where it's got things like the auto repair shop. Um, I might come across a plumber. Uh, those kinds of businesses. Um, 
entire place. Um, then I'll start. You know, there's there's usually a strip, isn't there? Yeah. In a town, Always. you know, in a small town or a bigger town, there's usually Always. a big, you know, maybe a, a, a two two lane highway, whatever, going through where it's got the the dealerships, the Dairy Queen, all that kind of stuff. I'll hit those as well. So I'll, I tend to hit all the outlying areas before I actually go into the core, you know, the old part of downtown where it's got the where it's got the sewing shop in and things like that. Right. So they would be the second place okay. I would go to. What is the reasoning behind that? Just geography or just? It's just how I feel. Just how, how you I do feel it. Comfortable yeah. and and maybe I know um, intrinsically that that's where I pick up the the business the quickest. I'm not sure. Now, how many? Because I know this is going to come up. You've sold so many of these ads in the past. Are, are a lot of these your existing customers or like your okay. past customers? So. So the first town I did, there was a few from from. But don't forget, I hadn't sold anybody. That's right. It's been ten years stuff for like six, seven, eight years. Yeah, right. So there were a few. There were a few customers that um, that knew me that I'd done business with. Does that have a real bearing? No, because if you look at all the new business that I've generated with people that have never seen me before, over those four cards. Um, the, the the percentage still roll just the same way. I I, I mean it, it can it can be useful, but it's not. You, you certainly don't need to have a, a current relationship with someone to start selling the nine by twelve. I know that would come up in people's mind. Oh, he's he's sold all these ads. He's just filling up the same people. Uh, no, the the answer is absolutely emphatically no. That's not what happened. So and and just just to underscore that, you know, I you could. Drop me in any town in Canada, and I'll I'll go as far as any town in the U.S. If it's the sort of town that I like to work in, which is you know small town Canada, small town America, and this, the results are going to be exactly the same. I think uh, people from small towns tend to work better in small towns, and people from big cities are more comfortable in big cities. Would you agree with that? Cause I don't know where you're from. I don't know if you're from a, a, yeah, a big I've, city I've, environment or I've worked both. Uh, I mean, I used to sell Kirby vacuum cleaners okay. in, in, in England. In England. I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I sold to, you know, the working class man all the way up to, you know, solicitors and lawyers in huge, big fancy houses. And I, I've sold, in in Canada and in the states, on the phone, digital marketing to big companies and and small companies alike. So, I, I, for me, my experience is is kind of right across the board, and and I'm not sure. I think if you have an, I, I find it's very easy to for this kind of product to identify with 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 the owner of a business, a small business. It's not difficult especially in the smaller towns. That said, there's no question here in Ottawa, there's lots of business. The The issue for me is I just got to figure out the little areas. I've got to break them down. And, you know, I probably should go and do that and, and sell some spots in, in, in Ottawa, break the areas down into groups of five or 10,000. And I'm sure it would go fine. It might take a little bit more work because I know for a fact there are going to be it's going to be harder to find the owner, but they are around and 
that there may be a little bit more resistance. Yeah, more resistance, slightly more resistance. Right? Yeah, so it might take me a bit longer, but once it's done and established, then I'm sure it would be off to the races like anything else. Are you looking to, is your game plan to use the 9 by 12 to also sell people digital? Since you're still kind of in digital marketing, are you using that as a an easier way to sell more digital marketing? or? I'm trying to get out. Are you looking to get out? Yeah, I didn't know if you were looking well, to totally get out. I, of that, I'm not sure. That too. Uh, my my game plan is right now. I I use a nine by twelve to generate some cash. Um, so clearly it's done that for me. It's it's uh, it's helped the cash flow immensely when I needed it. So thank you for uh, selling. It's great to hear. The I appreciate it. That's right. brilliant, and I appreciate that very much, Jake. Um, I'm, you know, I have some other things that I'm doing on LinkedIn um, to generate leads for other marketers. That's that's the other area I'm working in, which is completely different. I know nothing leads. about LinkedIn. Yeah, <laughs> I just got asked that the other day about LinkedIn. I know nothing about it. It's, yeah, so, to me, it seems so cluttered, and I, I just I'm I, I I can't even understand LinkedIn to be honest. Yeah, for, for the most part. I struggle with most technology. I just happened to find LinkedIn as a platform that I, I know I took some, I did some, had some coaching and spent some money learning about it. And I actually, it's actually something that I've uh, resonated with and it seems to be working well. So that's, that's kind of running parallel right now with, with the, the nine by 12, the nine by 12 right now is what's generating me the majority of my income aside from what I've got in my reoccurring that's still, that's still sitting there. That's still, um, right. you know, that hasn't died on me. <laughs> Has your wife been pretty supportive of everything too? Well, she, I've been married 33 years. She has she to has have been to be supportive because <laughs> I've been all over the map. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Jones says if they, if they say too, ex, if they say too expensive, what does he say? If they say too expensive. He, he says two things. He asks two things. If they say too expensive, what does he say? And if they say, I already spent my marketing budget, what does he say? How do you handle those? So if I've already spent the marketing budget, so I'm, I'll probably say, say, okay, fair, great. I understand that. So when when does your marketing budget restart? So that may, might be one question. Or I might say, well, let me ask you a question. If um, If it did fit into your budget right now, would you go ahead? Yeah, and, are, and so now we're all we're talking about is you know if he says yes, so you know if if we so I'm 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 trying to find out now. Number one, do I want to discount? And I'm I've been really solid on not discounting very much at all. Uh, quite a number of the cars I've done have been all the same price. Oh, and by the way, just FYI, every single spot sold at exactly the same price. Oh, I think we already know that, don't yeah, we? Yeah, that's great. So no, it's I, good to clarify that, right? Yeah. So I don't. Because sometimes people ask me, what what does that ad cost? I said, they're all the same price. It's first come, first serve. First serve, right. Yeah. Um, so, and I so like to, and I just want to bring up too, you, which is an important thing when you're handling objections, is that you want to agree with them first. You don't want to all of a sudden fire back. You want to say, I understand. That's fair enough. Sure. Sure. So we're finding out what the real objection is. Is it a real objection or has it just been thrown out there because, um, you know, there's something else? So I'm not going to give anything away or I'm not going to give them um, a solution until I know if that solution is actually going to be what they actually need to make a decision, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does. How, how off the top of your head, how many of the, what percentage of the presentations you make 
require you to do some kind of closing to where you have to handle an objection? Mm. Or how many just uh, go with it? A lot just go for it. I mean, once you've done the presentation, remember the card does a lot of the speaking for itself. When they pick up that card and they look at it, you know, they'll, it, it, they either like it or they don't. And, and so if they, because this is the thing, when I, when I show them the card, I've done my presentation, uh, sorry, I've done my intro. And at some point I'm, I pull out the card out of my folder and say, you know, we're doing a, a the, the, the way we, we, the way we're getting, um, awareness for you or the way we're getting your name in front of 5,000 households is, is with a giant nine by 12 postcard. And what was the question, Bob, uh, Jake, sorry. I've well, we're, we're talking about, uh, objections and ha if they say it's too expensive. Okay. Sorry. I thought, okay. So exp expensive. Um, how would I, how would I answer that expensive? I think we just go back. So if, if I'm saying it's $400 or it's, it's oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry, how much, how often do they, uh, they give you an objection? How many of the, that was what we were talking about. We were, how, how often do they just buy and how often do you have to handle an objection in order to close them? Uh, it's a, a good question. Yeah, because people, an because yeah, I don't know, 50%, 50, 50%. you know, a lot of people just say when you, when it. you ask, when you say, you know, if I can provide you with an ad and cost is agreeable, would you go ahead? Um, and you'd be quiet. And so some of those will, you know, they'll, they'll look at it and, oh, and that's the other thing. Part of that close at some point, either during that close or after I, I'll, I'll pull out my little book. Um, before I give them the price, I'll also show them, I'm kind of digressing here a bit, but I'll also show them the list of businesses already on the card. Which that is, a, which you can only do once you get a few spots sold. Yes, yeah, but, but it's, it's very powerful to use that when you leverage. Do. Right. Even if they're and, older cards too, you can still use them. They're, they're still, it's still leverage. Yeah, of course. And, and of course you use cards that are current, that have been printed by you in neighboring towns because yeah. that, that, that provides right. um, social and, and leverage as well, social proof and leverage as well. So th the other thing when I'm trying to, sorry, I'm. No, it's okay. The, 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 why I brought it up was people that are just starting. Uh, sometimes they need to, they need uh, clarity on, that sometimes people are going to buy right away, but also sometimes there's a little bit of objection handling where yes, so, if so they don't handle those objections, they may be losing out on some sales, but in the long run, it's not, they hear, they hear, they, they see someone like you, someone posts in the, in the Facebook group or posts a result and they see, I sold 14 ads in, in seven days and they think, Oh man, how did this guy, you know, do it? He went and what they may not understand is that not all of them bought that, you know, right away. They had to handle some kind of minor objection to get those sold. Sure. So there, there is, I think we covered, it. it's not in my budget or I don't have the money right now. So we kind of handle that. The other side of, uh, you know, don't have the money right now is, is saying, look, if, if I could provide you with an ad, um, and in such a way that, you know, payment suited you, would you go ahead and, and, and do something right now? 
so would I be willing? Yes, I'm absolutely willing. So sometimes I'll say in part of my close, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say, so if I could provide you with an ad, cost was agreeable and payable in such a way that suited you, you know, as long as it's more than a dollar a week, I can live with that. You know, I say that kind <laughs> right. of jokingly. Um, but Well, getting them to commit to something before you actually give them the price is really smart because now they're you're not giving them a price and they're giving you an objection. They're actually committing to it. Well, agreeing to possibly commit to it once you give the price. Exactly. So, you know, if I, if, if they don't have the money and I feel confident I can get it, I'm, I will be willing to uh, say, well, look, I tell you what, if, if I could put the ad, you know, provide you with a spot, give you exclusivity and you know we'll do the ad copy etc and i can put you down uh you know I, if we could do something like say um whatever down now and um, balance on publication or you know three payments how would that sound to you something like that yeah you know very I, casual. I, yeah I'll, I'll work with them if it's you know you can usually tell whether they've got some money or and what often happens is when I do that, they end up cutting me a check. There I was just gonna, I was just gonna say that because they do. Once it starts, start you're you're being very reasonable, offering these different ways to make it affordable, and then they're thinking, you know, this isn't this is affordable. I'm just gonna cut you a check. A guy, yes, the other day, <laughs> a guy just talking about how how crazy this is. He, I, I go into this uh, fitness place. He's a you know a bodybuilder, and he's doing a, a training somebody so i asked him if he's got a couple of minutes i know you're busy with your client but you just have a quick couple of seconds i've only got a couple of spots left on this and um i think it'd be really valuable for you so he takes a look it was a really quick presentation and um you know at the end so i said um you know this part of my closing question i'll say so how do you want to do payment do you want to do and it depends on whether i want all the money up front or half and half because usually what i'll say is um how do you want to pay for this? Do you want to do it all in one go now or half and half? If I want the money, I'll usually flip that around and say, do you want, do you want to, um, do you want to do half and half or all in one go now? I'm not sure <laughs> it makes a huge difference, but yeah, right. I think it does. Anyway, that's, that's my, that's yeah. one of my, uh, asking for the Yeah. Money. The second one Close. gives a little more, a little more, or, or do you want this one? Yeah. Do you want this so one anyway, or do you want this one? It's, it's yeah. more. Yeah. I haven't had, I don't have, I, I haven't even got around to getting any, I think it's called the NCR, you know, the um, the paper contracts. So that yeah, when you write, it, write on it, it goes through and yep. you can leave them a copy and they can sign it. I haven't even bothered doing that. I used to do that with the old card. <laughs> you can buy them at Staples for five bucks or, you know, an office yeah, I support. I just haven't got around to it. Sure. So, uh, or, you know, they get an invoice from me when I get home. Or if I, if, if I really need to, I can go and grab my computer and, and bring it in and I'll type it up while I'm there. Um, you know, I use fresh, fresh books. So, but I, I, don't want, I don't want to do that because I just want to go out and sell the next just one. Sell. So all I have is you provided um, a way of, of hopefully making it easier to get the ad copy, a little sheet. So I print those out. And I just write their name, the business name on there, their, the position that they're, they're purchasing. And, um, and anyway, that's all I had with this fitness guy. That's where I was, was going. So I asked him, you know, how do you want to 
do payment? Do you want to do it all in one go now or half and half or whichever? And um, anyway, he didn't have a checkbook, I don't think, or anything with me. So he just pulls out $200 cash and gives it me. And I've got nothing to leave with him. And I felt really bad. <laughs> right. You don't even have a, a receipt to go. <laughs> yeah, I had nothing. I had abs- And this has happened numerous times. And it's happened lots yeah. of times in the past. And it's still happening now. Or people will just give you a check. And I'm giving them absolutely nothing. You know, so some of it is is just being personable and friendly and nice. You don't have to be the hard hitting closer. No. Another another point, if I can just um, bring in, which I think is critical to selling, is at some point, ideally, I'll I'll do it once we sit down. And, and, you know, sometimes you don't get that chance. But I'll usually say, hey, is there, a, is there a good place we can just sit down? I can show you this where it's a bit quieter. I like to get him into his office or where he sits and does his business. Okay, right. You know, that's ideal if you can. Yeah, that's sometimes good. I like that. That's a, that's actually new to me. I don't I don't typically do that. So that's that's good advice. Yeah. I, I think that's really good. Then, then what I will always do, uh, as long as I can at that point, as I say, you know, we sit down, so sit up, you know, How's business? That's the obvious question. How's business? And then I'll ask questions like, you know, you know, what got you started? I'm just looking for two minutes for him to talk. So we have a bit of interaction. Sometimes that doesn't avail itself for whatever reason, because he's busy, blah, 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 blah. But I don't care what happens before I get to the close, before I ask for any money, I'm going to do that. I'm going to ask him a couple of questions. Because if I find if sure. you don't, you're, you're losing um, – the chance of a sale fairly significantly so it's really important to slot that you appeal in at some point before yeah, you actually definitely get that diet get some kind of dialogue absolutely yeah yeah absolutely it's very it's very awkward and uncomfortable when you're just in this i'm pitching something to you kind of dynamic it's it's so yeah. much better when you just ask right get some kind of dialogue some kind of friendship going a little bit. It's, yeah. Yeah. Sure. That is a huge point to bring up. I, I, it's incredibly good for you to bring up. We've only got a couple minutes here because I actually make the, the, the battery space, the storage space on my recorder only has about an hour. Uh, I think this is outstanding, Dana, and I really appreciate you. There, there's a lot of information to take in here. Uh, that I'm going to organize for everyone. Is there any uh, advice, you know, just, just simple advice that you want to give to people that are listening that are on the fence about doing this? Maybe they've never gone out before. Uh, they just need a little more courage. What what advice can you give someone just starting out? I honestly think stop, stop overanalyzing it. It's just a postcard, a 9 by 12 postcard. It's got some nice full color ads on it that some business owners will like some won't be too bothered or too interested in speak to those that are just walking away is a business owner around um and just go into a very simple uh, presentation like i've partially explained and you know if you get to sit down with a business owner the easiest thing you can do is just say so and I, then i'll re you know reiterate what it is that you're doing is a shared mailing um, you know, it's been received by by the business owners here in the town really well, and um, the whole idea of it is to get your message in front of uh, and into the hands 
of the householder. And if you can do that, obviously half the battle's done. And the way we do that is we're doing it on a giant nine by 12 postcard and I pull out the postcard and then I just show it them. And all I, all I say is, as you can see, it's full color ads. Um, so, you know, we give exclusivity. You'll be the only plumber on the card. Sometimes I'll do that. Sometimes I'll use that as a closing thing. Um, and it's, it's distributed. There's 5,000 being printed and 5,000 being distributed by Canada Post. So it's directly into the householder's hands. And when people receive it, it stands out from all the rest of the mail. They can't miss it. Um, your message is being seen. And, and it's just very simple like that. That's all I do. And then I just go into a close as long as I've had that little chat with them about, you know, how business is. Yeah. So um, you asked the question, any advice? I think the only advice I've got is if you like the card yourself, if you think the 9 by 12 card is good, no one thing is that it, it does work. I mean, my wife had um, a dog boarding. We used to inboard dogs when we were living in the bush. They lived in the living room with us. We had about nine dogs at any one time <laughs> sitting around us. But wow. she used to put flyers out, you know, color flyers. And she used to get loads of business from that. Um, you know, some of it immediately, some of it two months down the road. But it's really no different. This is a flyer, but it's on a nice cardstock. It looks nice. It's attractive. It's appealing. And the business owners, when you walk in and you speak to enough business owners, some of them are going to say, yeah, I like that. Um, and in their mind, if it doesn't, if it isn't too expensive, if you built at the price and then you come down at a price that seems reasonable to them, they're probably going to say yes. The mm -hmm. only objections they're really going to come up with is, well, um, I can't really afford it right now, which may be a lie or just a bit of, you know, objection, knee jerk rejection, uh, objection. Um, there's not really much, you know, I can't think of too many objections. It's too expensive. You get very rarely cause it isn't, it's only less, it's probably less than eight cents per household. That's a no brainer. Everybody could afford that. You know, any mom, mom and pop shop can afford eight Definitely. cents a household. I think a lot of times, I think a lot of times they say it just, uh, to see if you'll discount it because they're, yeah, sure. they're prone to that. They, no, it's not for it. And then they expect them. Oh, maybe he'll say something less. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't rush into discounting, yeah. but just go and show the card and, and be nice and friendly and have a presentation that you can roll off. And, and don't worry, don't expect to roll it off Im immediately. Go and practice it on people. And if you need to practice it on somebody else, excuse me, <clears throat> first, then practice it on, on somebody else or in front of the mirror until you can at least do it to a reasonable degree and then go out and do it. It's, it's not hard. You don't have to be a brilliant salesman. You just have to be willing, number one, to get rejected, number two, to ask for the order, and number three, to take the check. And, and then you've got the, the issues and the hassles of of, uh, of emailing back and forth. Yeah, and that yeah, that's that's really the, that. the worst part of it, yeah. I've got Not that down selling. to science, science now, I think, already. So after four cars, I've, I think I've got that down pat. Daniel, so. I this has been wonderful. I know everyone's going to get a lot out of this. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this with me uh yeah just just really and i look forward to uh maybe maybe connecting after a few more cards down the road we'll do a follow-up if that's all right absolutely well i wanted to reciprocate you've, you've been good you've, you've provided me with lots of valuable uh, information and i and i wanted to reciprocate and if, if anything i've said helps anybody in in the group to to go and sell some some space some ad space and make some money and put some food on the table and roof over their heads well and that's uh that's a great thing, isn't it? It is. Thank you. Thank you so much, Daniel.
very welcome. All Thank right. you. Yeah. Take care.